Hello! Before we hop into our story, I want to start off with letting all of you know that this video is sponsored by Breastspout. Breastspout is uh, hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track all your podcasts. Um, it's very easy, very handful, very useful. It's kind of like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and way more. And you, uh, the offer is at least $20 um, for an Amazon gift card. Um, and you can get a $25 USD per paid sign-up. So, if you guys want to, check that out. Um, it will be in the link down below um, for further information. So, let's hop right into our story. everyone, welcome back to the Unexplained Mysterious Talk Show with your host, Carissa. On this episode, um, I will be going into a mysterious murder. So today we're going to talk about a very famous crime that happened to stay. So stay in tune to hear all the mysterious details to this crime. On tonight's episode, we are going to discuss a very serious case called the List Murders. So this was a John List. Um, it was a mass murder, and he was a father, and he actually killed his family because he thought that because he can kill them, he will see them in heaven. Um, so let's hop right into this case. So mass murder, John List shot his wife and his mother and his three children. So that's kind of shocking, like killing your whole family because you think you're going to go to heaven with them by this type of way. Kind of shocking, um, but let, let's see. Let's hear about this. So, John Lewis appeared to be a very good person, a perfect son, husband, and father. So, I'm pretty sure he had everything. His life was going great. Um, and he actually worked as an accountant at a nearby bank to provide for his family. Um, and the mansion he inhabited with his mother, wife, and three children and had uh, 19 rooms, including a ballroom, marble fireplaces, and a Tiffany skylight. So he was pretty wealthy because he was an accountant at the bank. So he was able to provide for his family. Um, they were pretty much just living the American dream, they said, um, in 1965. So this case was in the 1960s. Um, and to get a little bit background information, they attended church every Sunday as, um, to devote themselves, and the list actually taught Sunday school. So everything kind of looked great on the surface. Um, me personally, if I were to go up to this family, I would be like, dang, their life is so perfect. They have everything. Like, I would probably be jealous of them. But obviously nothing was as it seemed. It they seem to have this perfect image on the outside, but always something wrong inside the family. So, starting off, in 1971, John Liss um, lost his job at the bank at age 46. 
Um, it didn't really go as planned and really just wasn't probably the best. Um, he couldn't really bear to tell his family about the loss of the income because, as we said, he did work for a bank. He was an accountant. And now that he lost his job, it's going to be he's it's going to be less affordable for him for the house that they're living in and for all of them um so obviously he didn't he he was didn't want to bear to tell his family about the loss of income he was probably very like scared to see how they would react um so he spent most of his days at the train station reading the newspaper secretly um and getting money from the mother's bank account um, to be able to pay off mortgages. So he was pretty much kind of like stealing his mom's money to pay for his own bills. Um, and he actually refused to go to welfare. So it would, it, it was pretty much just embarrassing for him. And it was an embarrassment to the community. Um, and it would violate the principles of self-sufficiency that he learned at his father's knee. So obviously, based on this background we're given, it seems like he's this, they're a very wealthy family and very perfect, I would say, with quotes. Um, they almost had everything they need, everything they could want, uh, but now he's lost his job. He's embarrassed to tell anyone. He's embarrassed on himself and how his family could think of this. And overall, probably thinks it's an embarrassment to the community. I'm I'm getting at that this community is probably a wealthy community that they lived in in the 1960s. Um, so he probably didn't want anyone to know that he lost his job and are probably not financially doing well. So what do you guys think on your opinion so far? Um, do you think because he lost his job and they were going downhill and their life wasn't going as great, do you think this is why he decided to kill his family? Also, I I want to say that the title, as I said before in the beginning, that he killed his family because he thought they could all go to heaven. Do you feel, do you personally feel that that is just an excuse to kill his family because he was tired of paying for them and because he wasn't wealthy enough anymore and that the bills and stuff were just so much money. And so he decided, hey, I'm going to kill my whole family. I don't have to worry about them anymore. They can go to heaven. So I feel like that's kind of an excuse to kill his family. But tell me what you guys think. Continuing on, it's hard to believe that the solution he arrived at it would have been more acceptable for his father um, but John List would rather say it seemed to him that the only option was to murder his mother, wife, and children. So, pretty much, I was correct. Um, to summarize it, he was going through financial problems. He, it was an embarrassment. He wasn't wealthy anymore. And probably thought, hey, I'm going to use this excuse of me killing my family because I can see them in heaven. Instead, I'm going to kill them because I can get away with it. And they're my family, so I know how to. And he's probably thinking, hey, this is going to solve all my problems. I'm not going to be in this situation. I'm not going to be financially unstable. I'm going to kill my family. 
So one day in the late 1971, Liz shot and killed his wife, Helen, his 16-year-old daughter, Patricia, and his 15-year-old son. Um, also, his 15-year-old son was named John and his 13-year-old son, Frederick, and his mother, Alma, at age 35. So that's kind of shocking that he killed his wife, his 13-year-old, 15-year-old, 16-year-old, and his mother at age 85. So they were actually shot medically one by one. Helen was first, based on the um, investigation. Helen was shot first. Um, then Liz saw that the children, off. he took them off to school and then shot her in the kitchen as she sipped her coffee um and based on the investigation then he went up to the third floor and murdered his mother in bed um he killed patricia when she returned home from school then the youngest son frederick he made himself a sandwich close um and closed out his bank accounts and cheered for his only surviving son john at his high school soccer game he gave him a ride home then shot him in the chest dang that's just that's just like I don't know how to feel about that. Like imagining just going on through your day, and not the fact that he gets them all together and kills them, the fact that he, it's like at the most, most like specific moments, like to make sure they don't suspect him. So like he went to the soccer game of his son of John, I believe. And cheered on for him and was, like, so happy, cheering on for his soccer game. Takes him home, shoots him. Like, it's just kind of, like, dang, like, what the heck? Like, who would do such a thing? Apparently this guy. So, John Lewis actually laid the bodies of his family members on top of a sleeping bag in the bathroom. And then he composed of a note to his pastor who he felt would understand. So obviously this is where he went wrong because if hope, I don't know if it was a confession, it doesn't say, but if it was a confession and he gave it to the pastor and him thinking he's not going to turn himself in, like that's kind of, that's where he went wrong. And he felt he believed the pastor would understand. Um, and he feared his family, um, confronted with a world full of evil and poverty, would turn them go from God. Um, this was the only way to ensure their safe arrival in heaven. Um, that's not how it works. Me being a Christian, um, I you killing people is not going to ensure that they go to heaven. Obviously this father is not going to go to heaven because he's killing his family and that's murder and sin. And anyways, obviously his motive was completely off. He didn't know what to think. He thought apparently that it, they could go be safe and arrive to heaven because he kills them. So What's your guys' opinion on this? Like, it's kind of just shocking to hear this. And it's kind of ridiculous at the same time. But um, send me some comments. Tell me what you guys think. So moving on, he was not, however, um, after he sent his note to the pastor, he was not, however, willing to suffer the earthly consequences of his actions. So obviously go to jail, um, get sentenced to death. It could have been way different now in today's time compared to the 1960s 
They probably had execution, probably worse consequences. Um, but obviously he wasn't wanting to go with that consequences on earth. Um, he also didn't want to go in effort to battling the police. He cleaned, um, the crime scenes and used scissors to remove his image from every photo in the mansion. So that shit, oh my gosh. Like, so obviously he's removing himself from the image of the family. He doesn't want the police to find out that that was the dad and firstly go to him and suspect him. So obviously he's going to tear pictures out and um, of the mansion and pictures so that the police won't suspe- suspect it's him. So he canceled all deliveries and contracted his children's schools to let the teachers know that the family would be on a vacation um, for weeks, for a couple weeks. And he actually turned on the lights and the radio, leaving religious hymns playing in the house of empty rooms. So obviously this guy was very spiritual. Um, and it's kind of shocking to think he would do that, but... Um, he slept in the mansion where his family lay dead, and then he walked out the door the next morning and wasn't seen again for 18 years. Like, oh my gosh. Like, how did someone get away for 18 years and no one discussed? I don't know if during those 18 years anyone discovered that the family was dead, or maybe they just all thought, oh, maybe they moved, uh, or maybe... They're just on vacation for like a whole 18 years. I have no clue. But him being gone and never seen again for 18 years is like pretty impressive, honestly. And for someone who murdered their family, that's pretty impressive. Um, um, so I'm kind of shocked by that. Um, and a month actually passed before the neighbors were like curious about like, constantly burning lights and empty windows. Um, They actually began to suspect something was wrong at the List Mansion. So, obviously, this dude had tricks going on um, and made it seem like the family was still living there by, like, turning lights on, making it seem like people lived there. But luckily, when a month passed, the neighbors got curious because, I mean... Imagine not seeing the List family for a whole couple years and wondering, hey, they're not on vacation. Where'd they go? So, obviously, I'm pretty sure the neighbors put in a file report to the police. And when authorities entered the house on December 7th, 1971, I believe this was 18 years after or later, um, they heard organ music piped through the intercom system. So, obviously, this guy was playing music. Um, and they also found that a five-page note from John List explaining that the bloodied bodies on the ballroom floor were his family members and killed out of mercy. So, obviously, this guy just gave himself up because, obviously, I don't know if he wanted to get caught or anything, but obviously, he wrote a five-page note telling him that he... His family's bodies were in the ballroom floor and that they were his family members and were killed out of mercy. I don't think he never really said that he killed them, so it's not really a confession. But 
Obviously, the FBI found his car parked at Kennedy International Airport in New York City, but they um, but they never really found him. So, obviously, they're on the search for him because he's been missing. Um, eventually, the trail went, I'm, I'm guessing the investigation went closed. And then, okay, so this was before the 18 years, actually. So now, fast forward to 18 years in 1989, New Jersey's prosecutors actually come up with a plan. So this guy was gone for 18 years, and the police are searching for him. Um, so it's kind of shocking. So they had an expert. Um, I, think, I think I believe his name was Frank Bender, and he was supposed to create a physical bust of Jamas. Um as Bender imagined, he might have aged. Um, so obviously, they're trying to get this guy after eight because since it's eighteen years later, they're not sure he looks the same. So obviously, they have this guy named Frank Bender, and he's a forensic artist. So he probably can look at someone and then create what they probably look like 18, 20 years later. Um, so he gave him a hawk nose, a grizzled eyebrows, and a horn-rimmed glasses. Um, if you guys were, aren't quite sure who this looks like, search up uh, the list murders and it'll probably show you what um, the dad looks like. So, um, he actually wore the same, like, spectacles he wore as a younger man to remind him of more successful days. But, um, overall, I'm pretty sure he finished eventually. Um, designing what he probably looked like 18 years later. Um, it was actually known that it was a masterful deception of John List when America's Most Wanted aired the story of the List murders on May 21st, 1989. An audience of 22 million saw Frank Bender's sculpture. Tips came pouring in. So obviously, this guy Frank Bender sculpture was really good to the point where people probably saw this guy John List and were probably like, hey, I saw this dude like at the market. Hey, I saw this guy at the bank. Like, so obviously, his sculpture worked. So, what's your guys' opinion so far on this story? Like, it's kind of shocking. 18 years later, and they still haven't found him, but. Now they're getting a lead. So it's kind of shocking to think that during those 18 years, they never noticed that he was gone and that the family was actually murdered. It's kind of shocking. So comment down below what your guys' opinion on this story so far. Continuing on, um, obviously these people started tipping in and telling them that they saw. So one tip actually came from a woman in Richmond, uh, Virginia, I believe, who actually taught her next-door neighbor, Robert Clark, um, uh, bore a striking resemblance to the bus. So obviously, this guy probably has interacted with this dude. Um, and the tipster said her neighbor was also an accountant and attended church. Authorities went to Clark's home and spoke to his wife, whom he met at a church social gathering. Her stories, um, her story put uh, an end to the 18-year-old long mystery. So, obviously, they probably found him. And it turned out that the list had um, changed. He actually changed his identity and moved to Colorado under the assumed name Robert Clark. Um, the allies worked, and he kept it when he actually moved to Richmond. 
So moving on to actually the John List goes to trial. So moving on to the trial part. So police in Virginia obviously arrested mass murder John List on June 1st, 1989. Um, it was around nine days after the television show um, aired on his case. So, obviously, he was arrested nine days after. Um, at his trial in 1990, defense lawyers argued that List suffered from PTSD from his military service in World War II and Korea. Experts, those, uh, experts actually say that believed rather than List was going through a midlife crisis. And as the prosecution pointed out, there was actually no excuse for killing five innocent people. So the jury actually found him guilty, and a judge sentenced him to five life terms in a New Jersey prison. Uh, in, in an interview with uh, Connie Chung in 2002, uh, List said he didn't kill himself um, after killing his own family because he felt that would prevent him from getting to heaven. So, obviously, he had a reason behind this, thinking everyone could go to heaven, and that if he killed himself, it would prevent him from getting to heaven. So, all the list wanted was to pretty much, I wouldn't say all the list, as they say in this report, more of him, John List, really just wanted to reunite with his wife, mother, and children in the afterlife, and he believed that there would be no pain or suffering, so allegedly eventually he died in prison in 2008 at age 82 um and continuing on the mansion in new jersey where john list lived with his family um actually burned down several months after the murders um and authorities never actually found the cause of the fire and a new house was built on the property years later um but now the memory of the murder still haunts the area and the residents. As an interview in 2008, parents actually told a reporter in New Jersey that children will um, that children will not walk past that property, nor do they even want to live on the same street. So obviously, this house wasn't a good house that a lot of people really didn't want to go near. And you can't really blame them because five murders happened there. A house got burned down. I mean, can you blame them? They probably didn't want to be near that house. Um, but yeah, um, that's pretty much the end of our story and wrapping it up. Um, but give me your guys' comments on what you think um, based on this whole murder and the List family murder. Um, it's kind of shocking to think that his whole motive, John List's motive, was just to go to heaven with his family and be with peace. Um, but sadly, that probably didn't happen because he killed all his family members. Um, so comment down below what you um, believe, what, what's your opinion and aspect on this list family murder? Um, thank you guys for listening. Um, that concludes my murder list story. Um, if you guys have any more um, questions or more comments on what other murder or mysterious unexplained crime I should do next on my next episode. Um, so thank you for listening. Um, subscribe if you want to hear more unexplained and mysterious crime stories. Um, and have a wonderful day. Um, see you guys all next time. Hey.